Lesson number 162, Surah Taha, Ayah 105 to 135. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْجِبَالِ And they ask you about mountains. The Day of Judgment is being mentioned. And when the Prophet ﷺ would read ayat to the mushrikeen, to the disbelievers about the coming of the Day of Judgment, about the reality of the Day of Judgment, what would their response be? They would ask him questions. And these questions were not asked out of you know, sincere intention to learn. But they were asked out of pure mockery. They were asked in denial. That okay, so if this day of judgment is coming, how is it possible? They ask you about mountains. That these mountains, what will happen to them? These mountains that are so huge, that are immovable, they will shatter on the day of judgment? Where will they go? What will happen to them? فَقُلْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Tell them, say to them, يَنْسِفُهَا رَبِّي نَسْفَى يَنْسِفُهَا He will blow it away. Who? Rabbi, my Lord. My Lord will blow them away, nasfa completely. A definite shattering, a definite scattering, meaning completely and totally, He will blow them away so that nothing will be left of them. This word nasf, we read this earlier also. The calf that Samiri had made. Musa salam said, لَنَنْ سِفَنَّهُ Right? We're going to scatter its ashes. We're going to burn it and we're going to scatter its ashes. Nasf is when, for example, نَسَفَتِ rih, The wind, it picked up something very light and blew it away. So for instance, sand or ashes. Imagine when they're mid-air, what happens to them? Or leaves. What happens to them? The wind just picks them up and scatters them away. Blows them away. Right? Think about dandelion. Right? What happens to it? When you blow it, what happens? They scatter away. Or even snowflakes. When the wind is blowing, how they're scattering away. But when there is something heavy, something heavy, then the wind cannot just pick it up and blow it away. Right? Unless the wind is really powerful and really strong. You're talking about a tornado or something like that. So imagine these heavy, solid, firmly rooted mountains which are like pegs. What will happen to them on the Day of Judgment? Allah will blow them away with a blast just as sand or dust or leaves or ashes are blown away. In other words, it is not difficult for Allah to blow the mountains away on the Day of Judgment. What do you think of Allah? You think it is difficult for Him? You think it is impossible for Him? No, it is not. يَنْسِفُهَا Rabbi nasfa. Completely and totally He will blow them away, so they will not remain at all. No trace of them shall remain. And this is mentioned elsewhere in the Qur'an as well, in many places. For instance, in Surah Al-Haqqah, Ayah 14, we learn, وَحُمِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَالْجِبَالِ فَدُكَّتَ دَكَّةً وَاحِدًا the earth and the mountains lifted up and leveled with one blow. They'll be leveled. One blow. Khalas. In Surah An-Naml, Ayah 88, we learn, وَتَرَ الْجِبَالَ تَحْسَبُهَا جَامِدًا You look at the mountains and you think that they are very firm. And that's what we think. These are immovable. I mean, if a road has to be made through the mountains, you need so many dynamites and God knows what to blow up those mountains in order to pave a way through them. But, what will happen? وَهِيَ تَمُرُّ مَرَّ السَّحَابِ 
these same mountains will move as the clouds move. As the clouds move. وَتَكُونُ الْجِبَالُ كَالْعِهْنِ الْمَنْفُوشِ Mountains will be like wool that is fluffed up. وَسُيِّرَتِ الْجِبَالُ فَكَانَتْ سَرَابًا The mountains will be removed and they will be like a mirage. Like a mirage. You know, some, you see from far, you think it's water, but when you go closer, it's nothing. So likewise, you think they're so solid, but what will remain of them? Nothing. يَنْسِفُهَا رَبِّي Nasfa, Nothing will be left of them. And the word nasf is also used for demolishing something. So imagine a building or a structure, a firm that is demolished. Where? At the foundations, at the very root. So what will happen? If the foundation is destroyed, the entire structure will come crumbling down. And as it will crumble down, it will be turned to dust. It will be blown away. From the same root, the word nasif is used for an explosive. An explosive. Just imagine, what happens? When it blows, everything is shattered. Blown away. So, يَنْسِفُهَا Rabbi nasfa. These mountains will be pulled down. They will be demolished. And they will be scattered away. They are together. They're so firm, solid structure, so consolidated. But what will happen? They will scatter on that day. فَيَذَرُهَا قَاعًا صَفْصَفًا فَيَذَرُهَا And He will leave it. Meaning your Lord, He will leave it as in the earth on which these mountains stand. قَاعًا This earth will become like قَاعًا قَاعًا صَفْصَفًا Qar from the root letter is Qafiya'in. And Qi'ah is used for a plain ground. A plain ground with no building, no mountain, nothing on it. No forest, no trees, nothing. It's just plain, empty, barren. So think of a desert. You're standing in the middle of the desert. You look right, all you see is plain sand. You look left, all you see is plain sand. In front of you, behind you, everything is the same. There's no ups, no downs, no building, no mountain, nothing. قَاعًا Just barren, empty. صَفْصَفَ The word صَفْصَفَ is from the root letter صَاد فَا فَا صَفْ What does صَفْ mean? To make a line. And a line, what does that mean? It has to be straight. So straight. The earth will be straight, meaning leveled, completely smooth. And look at the word صَفْصَفْ You see there's additional letters over here. The صَاد is extra. Saf, saf, because the root is just saad, fa, fa. And repetition, what does it mean? Repetition of the action. And not just that, it also shows emphasis. That completely plain, completely smooth, no matter how far you look, it will be smooth. It will be leveled. Saf, safa. So much so that la tara, you will not see. Fiha in it, meaning in this earth, you will not see on that day riwajan, any bend, any crookedness. Wala amta, nor will you see any elevation. The word riwaj means crookedness, bend. When something is physically bent, it is not straight. So you're not going to see the earth bent in any way. No valleys, no ditches, no holes, no dips, nothing. And you won't even see any amt. What is amt? From the root letter is Hamza Mimta. Amt is basically inequality of surface. When the surface is not equal. 
in the sense that one part is more prominent compared to the other or one part is higher than another part so la tara fiha iwajan you won't find in the earth you won't see in the earth any bend any dip any valley any hole and you won't even find any amth any irregularity so any mountain or any dune or any mound nothing it will be completely flat so no ups and no downs it will be completely flat straight stretch of land with unobstructed vision for miles and miles because what happens right now you look to your right you can see for miles but then there's trees or something forest and because of that your view is obstructed or there is some building or there's some mountain there is a hill something that obstructs your view this earth is not smooth but on the day of judgment what will happen la tara fiha iwajan wala amta so what do we see over here that the mountains will be removed from their places the earth will be leveled and you will find no dip no hill no valley and the entire earth will be flat such that everyone will be gathered in one place at the same place at the same level every person at the same level in the hashr when people will be gathered together for hisab everyone at the same level no person can hide behind a mountain can hide behind a tree can hide in a hole can run away to a mountain top nothing there is no refuge and you see if you are in an open place open big huge nothing to hide behind you feel very uncomfortable right you feel very insecure you need some kind of shelter because you feel exposed you feel like you can be seen from the front you feel you can be seen from your behind from your right from your left you need something to shelter you something you can stand against or be next to that will at least cover you from one side and this is the reason why you never park your car in the middle of nowhere right because if you do that you know that you'll be covered from you know all sides with the snow and the ice so the closer you are to something the more covered you are the more protected you are but on the day of judgment there is no cover there is no shelter there is nothing to hide in la tara fiha iwajan wala amta now imagine what about us what will happen to us because in this earth we live and when we die we return to this earth so when the mountains are shattered and the earth is flattened we are still where in the earth then what about us what will happen to us what is described over here of the shattering of the mountains remember that this will take place at the first blowing of the trumpet because the first blowing of the trumpet will cause death and in this process the earth will also spill out everything that it has it will throw out everything that is hidden inside it from the dead bodies to anything and everything it will spill it out throw it out and even if a person's body is decomposed and buried somewhere in the earth and only part of it remains and not even some piece that you can hold even if it only just the dna remains that cannot be seen from the physical eye even from that allah will resurrect allah will recreate allah will bring us back to life allah will ask us 
And as people will come out of the earth, when they are resurrected, they will stand on this earth which is plain and flat. فَإِذَا هُمْ قِيَامٌ يَنظُرُونَ They will be standing looking on. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run to. Where will people go? يَوْمَ إِذَنْ On that day, يَتَّبِعُونَ الدَّاعِي يَتَّبِعُونَ They will follow. All people will go after. Who? الدَّاعِي The caller. The one who is calling them, they will respond to that call. They will run towards that call. Who is calling? What is the call of the Day of Judgment? It's the blowing of the trumpet. So where the sound will be coming from, all people will go after that sound. يَتَّبِعُونَ الدَّاعِي So this is Israfil who will blow the trumpet. لَا عِوَجَ There is no deviation therefrom. Meaning for that call, when that call is made, no one can deviate from it. Because what happens in this life? We are called to do something. We are asked to do something. We start off, but then we get distracted. We become lazy. We give up. So in this world, many times we refuse to follow Allah. We refuse to follow the Messenger of Allah. We refuse to follow the commands that are being given. We are ordered, we are asked, we are told. We listen and we disobey. We hear and we ignore. But on that day, the call that is heard, no one can ignore. La iwajala. There is no deviating from it. What happens right now? You hear your alarm. You hear somebody waking you up. You hear somebody calling you. But what happens? We ignore. Completely ignore. We turn it off. We put it away. And we keep doing what we're doing. But when that call is made, La iwajala. وَخَشَعَتْ And it will be downcast. It will be stilled. It will be humbled. الْأَصْوَاتْ All voices. أَصْوَاتْ is a plural of صوت. And who has صوت? Who speaks? Who has a voice? A living creature. So all voices, whether they are of men, of jinn, of angels, all voices, from the loudest to the softest. From the one whose call, whose voice is the best, to the one whose voice is the worst, the most annoying, everyone, each and every single voice, whether someone raises their voice calling to Allah, or someone raises their voice calling to shaitan, calling people away from Allah, every voice that day will be khashat. Khashat from khushur. And khushur is to be humble, to be low. You know, for instance, khushur in salah, what is khushur in salah? That the body is still. That is khushur. It's not fidgety. You're not moving constantly. Adjusting your hijab and scratching yourself and you know looking here and there. No, this is not khushur. In salah, you're required to have khushur, meaning you're required to be still. So on that day, all people, their voices will be stilled. No one will dare speak. No one will dare to utter a sound even. Whereas in this life, imagine a huge crowd of people. What is the first thing that you will notice? Noise. Everyone is talking. Some people are complaining, some are crying, some are fussing, some are screaming, some are laughing out loud, some are non-serious, some are very serious. But on that day, in that biggest gathering, وَخَشَعَتِ الْأَصْوَاتِ All voices will be humbled. لِلرَّحْمَنِ For the most merciful. Why will they be humbled? 
out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But who is Allah? Ar-Rahman. The most merciful. The one who has reserved 99 parts of his mercy for that day. Yet, despite the fact that he is so merciful, people will be scared on the day of judgment. Because they will see the doom that is coming their way. That they have brought upon themselves. Because on that day, if someone suffers, it's not because Allah was unfair to him. Because Allah, who is he? Ar-Rahman. If someone suffers anything on the day of judgment, it's because they have brought that upon themselves. Because Allah is Ar-Rahman. And never forget that. You know, this ayah is amazing because the name Al-Jabbar is not mentioned. Which name is mentioned? Ar-Rahman. A scene is being described which should terrify us. Which makes us worry for ourselves on that day. But Allah reminds us He is Ar-Rahman. Take advantage of His mercy today. Turn to Him today. Seek forgiveness from Him today. And if someone is in trouble that day, it's only because they have brought that trouble upon themselves. وَخَشَعَتِ الْأَصْوَاتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ فَلَا تَسْمَعُوا So you will not hear. You will not hear anything illa except hamsa, hams, a whisper. Because all voices are stilled. No one will dare to speak. The only sound that will be heard will be hams. What is hams? Hams is basically a very soft, low sound that is produced by some movement. Movement. You know, one sound is that which we make from our voice box. Right? But there is another sound which is made by movement. So for instance, if someone is walking, and they're not talking, and nobody is talking, can you hear them walking? Can you hear the footsteps? Can you hear the movement of their arms? You can. Likewise, if someone is trying to talk, but they have no voice, they have a really bad sore throat, right? They have no voice, but they're trying to talk. And as they will move their lips, can you hear the movement of their lips? You can hear the movement of their lips. Someone is standing next to you in salah. You cannot hear their words, but you can hear the movement of their lips. That's all you hear. This is hums. This is hums. No one will make a sound deliberately. The only sound that will be heard is of people walking. Walking. Walking to what? Their destination. Walking to the mahshar. But today, we speak, and we speak a lot, and we talk a lot. We say words which are useless. We talk about things which are meaningless. We discuss things which are irrelevant. But on that day, everyone's mouth will be shut. Today we have a list of excuses. If Allah asks me this, I will give this, 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 this excuse. I made this mistake because of such and such and such reason. Yes. Who will dare to speak on that day? وَخَشَعَتِ الْأَصْوَاتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ فَلَا تَسْمَعُوا إِلَّا هَمْسَى يَوْمَئِذٍ On that day, لَا تَنْفَعُوا الشَّفَاعَةِ Even intercession will not benefit. Because you see, in this life, whenever you're in difficulty, and you're not able to speak yourself, you're not able to defend yourself, then 
you ask someone to speak on your behalf. Correct? So for instance, if a person is in a lot of trouble, right? And then they're taken to court and they have to defend themselves. They have to stand up and defend themselves. And they feel like they won't be able to because they're afraid. They're going to break down. Their mind is going to go blank. So who speaks for them in defense? A lawyer. Right? Someone requests on their behalf. Someone speaks for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us on that day, you cannot dare open your mouth yourself. And secondly, لا تنفعوا الشفاعة Even someone's intercession will not benefit. Intercession will not work. No one can stand up and defend you. No one can stand up and plead for you. Why? Because they will be worried about themselves before they are worried about you. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ Think about your brother. And think, on that day he will run away from you. وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ Think about your mother and your father. Bring their picture to your mind and realize that on that day, your mother will leave you. Your dad will avoid you. If you're married, your husband will run away from you. If you have children, your children will leave you. You're on your own. And no one is going to come and stand and plead for you. It's just you before your Lord. With your deeds before you that you cannot deny. With your record in your hand that you cannot deny. Before a Lord who knows everything about you. لا تنفعوا الشفاعة So don't rely on this intercession. Don't rely on other people saving you, coming to rescue you. In this world, many people try to rescue us. They advise us. They remind us. But they cannot rescue us on that day. يَوْمَئِذِ لَا تَنْفَعُ الشَّفَاعَ إِلَّا إِكْسَبْتْ مَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ الرَّحْمَانِ The one whom the most merciful allows. The general rule is that intercession, it won't work. But there are exceptions. There are some cases where intercession will help. And that is when, مَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ الرَّحْمَانِ The person whom the most merciful has allowed, has given permission. Given permission to do what? To intercede for someone else. You know, so for instance, many people, they have this belief that, you know, on the Day of Judgment, the Prophet ﷺ, he'll intercede for his ummah, so yeah, I'll be good. It's okay, have fun right now. The Prophet ﷺ will intercede for us. Or, my son is a hafiz. Or I'll make sure that my children become hafiz and they will intercede for me. And my great-grandfather or my relative or so-and-so auntie that I know, so-and-so person that I know, so-and-so friend that I know, we rely on other people doing favors to us. Just as we live in this dunya. We don't do anything ourselves. And what do we want? People to request for us. People to you know, make us get a job somewhere. Some friend, someone who will help us get into some school, some program. And when we come into the West and we see that these things don't work, then what happens? Then we get our act together. The day of judgment is far more serious. Your auntie cannot request for you. Your father cannot do anything for you. It's about you. What have you done yourself? What have you accomplished yourself? And if someone does intercede for you, that is only after Allah's permission. Only after Allah's permission. إِلَّا مَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ الرَّحْمَانِ 
And there is another condition also. After Allah's permission. And what is that? وَرَضِيَ لَهُ قَوْلًا And Allah is pleased with His قَوْل, with His word. Allah should be happy with that person who's interceding for you or for whom intercession is being taken place. And what is that? That they should have said some قَوْل which Allah is happy with. And what is that قَوْل? What is that statement? لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Allah approves of His kalima. Allah accepts His kalima. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ then intercession will take place. Then it will benefit. So we see that this false belief that many of us rely upon is destroyed. Don't rely on people. Do something yourself. Remember the Prophet ﷺ, he told his closest relatives, he told his daughter Fatima, ask me what you want today. I cannot help you on that day. You want money? You want something from me? Take it. You have it. But don't ask me for anything on that day because that day I cannot help you. Ya'lamu, he knows ma bayna aidihim that which is before them. Allah knows what is before people. Wama khalfahum and that which is behind them. What is before us, our future? What is behind us, our past? Our future, our past. What's going to happen soon? What has happened already? Allah knows. Also, what is in front of us is that which we can see, that which we know. And what is behind us is that which we cannot see, that which we do not know. The knowns and the unknowns. Allah knows about everything. يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ In other words, we're not hidden from Him. We're not hidden from Him. Our actions, our deeds are not hidden from Allah. He knows us best. وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا And they do not encompass it in knowledge. Meaning they themselves don't have any idea about their future and their past. They themselves have no idea about the unknowns and the knowns. So بِهِ refers to ilm. وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا Meaning they themselves have not encompassed everything in knowledge. What do we know? And the more we know, the more we realize the more we realize that we don't know. The more we realize that we are ignorant. So both meanings are correct. Bihi, one meaning is with it, meaning with knowledge. They, people do not encompass all knowledge, even about themselves. Even about ourselves, we don't know. And we act like we are know-it-alls. We live in this world as if we know everything. We pass judgment and we comment as if we know everything. We are supremely aware. Whereas this very earth that we stand on, we don't even know what's inside. Recently I was watching a documentary in which they were saying that we know more about the core of the moon and the core of the sun than we know about the core of the earth. What is closest to us? The core of the earth or the core of the sun? The core of the earth. But still we don't know about it. Why? Because we cannot reach there. We cannot access that place. It's so hot. It's so deadly. We don't even know about ourselves. And Allah knows everything about us. Also, وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا They do not encompass Him in knowledge. He knows us. Everything about us. And we don't know about Him. We only know a little bit. How much? As much as He has told us. He encompasses us in knowledge and we don't encompass Him in knowledge. 
And you see this realization, somebody knows me and I don't know them. This is very frightening. This is very frightening. This is something that really makes us conscious. Because if you go somewhere and you realize somebody is watching you, or you feel like you are being watched, but you don't know who's watching you and how they're watching you, then what happens? This really makes you insecure. And it really makes you conscious, self-conscious. So this is what we need to be conscious of. Allah is watching me. So I better get my act together because He knows me. He knows me. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows what I'm saying. He knows what I'm doing. He knows what I'm going to do. وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا وَعَنَتْ And it will be humbled. الْوُجُوهُ The faces. All faces will be humbled. For who? لِلْحَيِّ الْقَيُّومُ For the ever-living, the sustainer of all. When? On the Day of Judgment. عَنَتْ From the root letters عَيْن نُون وَاو عَنُون عَنُو is to be completely debased. Completely submissive. You know, when something is bent, it's lowered. And the word anin from the same root, anin is used for a prisoner. An asir, a prisoner. Now imagine a prisoner, someone who is convicted of a crime, guilty, proven guilty. How are they? Do they have honor? No, they have no honor. They are lowered. They don't even have as much freedom as to move their hand freely. Even their hands are tied. They don't even have this freedom to go use the bathroom at their own will. They don't even have the freedom to go outside. They can't even look at the sky. They can't even look at the sky. They don't see the sky for days and days. Why? Because whether they're inside or they're outside, there's a roof over them. They're that humble. They're that lowered. They don't even have that much dignity. This is an anin. So anatil wujuh, all faces will be lowered, like a guilty criminal, someone who has no honor, someone who realizes they've made a big mistake. All faces will be guilty that day, and this includes all of us, because no matter how much good we've done. No matter how much ibadah we have done, no matter how many prayers we have performed, it will seem on the day of judgment like we have done nothing. Our sins will appear to us as so serious and our good deeds will appear as so insignificant. Why? Because on that day we will realize the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you compare the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us, what are we? Nothing. You know, a sin, yes, it's a sin. But you know why it's worse? Because it's being committed against the one who is so great. The one who is so great. Imagine the angels. Are they obedient servants? Are they? I mean, some angels, from the moment they were created until the moment they will perish, they are in the state of Rukur. They are in the state of sujood. They are constantly engaged in the dhikr, in the tasbih, in the takbir of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many they are. And do angels commit sin? Do they? No. 
Do they spend any time earning money, preparing food, eating, drinking, looking after their family? Do they do anything like that? No. How long are their lives? Much longer than ours. So imagine the worship of the angels. How obedient, how righteous they are. But on the day of judgment when the angels, they will see the scales, the mizan. You know what they will say? They will say, Oh Allah, مَا عَبَدْنَاكَ حَقَّ عِبَادَتِكَ We have not worshipped you the way you deserve to be worshipped. We have not worshipped you the way you deserve to be worshipped. Because those scales will be so huge. So huge. And in that, deeds are supposed to be weighed. But the angels, when they will see those scales, they will think, no, even this, even if they were filled with the deeds, good deeds, even if they were filled with the acts of ibadah, they would never be sufficient. مَا عَبَدْنَاكَ حَقَّ عِبَادَتِكَ So imagine the state of the guilty servant. If this is the state of the angels that are realizing we have not done justice to your worship, O Allah, you deserve more. We didn't do enough. Imagine the state of the guilty servant who has spent hours daydreaming. Imagine the state of the servant who has missed many prayers. Imagine the state of the servant who has made many mistakes who has spent hours forgetting his Lord, what will be the state of such a person? The faces will just be humbled. No one will dare look up even. So embarrassed. So guilty. For the one who is Al-Hay, the ever-living, the constantly living, the one who never dies, who is Al-Qayyum, the sustainer of all existence. وَقَدْ خَابَ And he is destroyed. He is defeated. He will be ruined. Who? مَنْ حَمَلَ ظُلْمًا The one who will carry ظُلْم that day. The person who comes that day carrying ظُلْم. He will be ruined. What is ظُلْم? نَقْس Deficiency. To cause loss. ظُلْم is also oppression. Harming others. Hurting others, taking their rights away, neglecting their rights. These are all forms of zulm. The Prophet ﷺ said, "Iyakum wa zulm, beware of zulm. Don't oppress. Don't abuse. Don't abuse your authority. Don't abuse your power. Don't abuse others just because you have more right, just because you have more influence, just because you have more money." Beware of ظلم إياكم والظلم فإن الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة Because indeed injustice will be darkness on the day of judgment. The injustice that you do today, it will take the form of darkness on that day. وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ حَمَلَ ظُلْمًا And here we really need to reflect on ourselves. Because the word ظلم is general. It doesn't just refer to shik. It even applies to sin. It even applies to zulm that we do on other people. May Allah forgive us. Because the one who brings zulm that day, what does Allah say? Khat khaba. He's done. Finished. He's doomed. So realize the zulm that we're committing. Realize. And apologize. And seek forgiveness from people and also from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And never let your ego 
stop you from seeking forgiveness. Never let your status prevent you from seeking forgiveness, from admitting your mistake. Because if the Prophet ﷺ presented himself for retribution, then who are we? Remember the incident where at one occasion the Prophet ﷺ, he asked people, if there's anyone on whom I've done zulm, here I am, take retribution. So one man, he said that, Ya Rasulullah, on one day, at one occasion, you struck me with your stick. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he was straightening the rows. Alright, he was straightening the rows and in order to do that, sometimes he would use his stick to make sure that it was straight. But one person, he got hurt. Right? Or at another occasion, Allahu A'lam, what exactly the situation was, but the Prophet ﷺ did not intentionally hurt him with his stick. It was an accident. So much so that the Prophet ﷺ didn't even realize. So the man said, I want to take retribution. So the Prophet ﷺ offered himself. He said, Ya Rasulullah, when your stick hit me, my shirt was not on me. So the Prophet ﷺ removed his shirt. So that retribution would take place the exact same way. And when he took his shirt off, the man hugged him. He hugged him. He didn't intend to hit the Prophet ﷺ. He wanted to kiss the Prophet ﷺ. وَمَن يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ And whoever does righteous deeds. The beautiful balance of the Book of Allah. But it's so frightening and you feel like there's no hope for you. Allah gives hope. وَمَن يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ And whoever does righteousness. Any righteous deeds. Any good deed that a person has done sincerely to please Allah. And also while following the Prophet ﷺ. And he does it with iman. While he's a believer. Then he will not fear ظلمًا any injustice ولا nor any deprivation. Allah will not deprive him. Allah will not treat him with unfairness. Such a person will have no fear. This is what we learn in the Quran. فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ But we don't know if we will be of those people whose fear will be taken away, who will be in aman, who will be in peace. And this is why we need to strive our best, do the max that we can, and repent for our mistakes, and apologize, and strive to do more and more. فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا The word hadm is from the root letters هَضَادْ mim, And hadm is to digest, break down. So for instance, you eat food, you eat medicine, and what happens? It is digested. When it's digested, it's gone. It's gone. So for example, if somebody takes a piece of chocolate, and they just barely put it in their mouth, or they put it in their mouth, but they haven't really bitten it, or they haven't really touched it with their tongue, it's still in their mouth. Can they take it out and give it to somebody? They can. It happens many times. When you're about, you barely put something in your mouth and your child starts crying and begging for it. So you have to take it out of your mouth and wash it and give it to them. But if you've bitten it and you've chewed it and you've swallowed it and you've digested it, is it coming back? No. So what is hadm? When something is completely used up and it's not coming to you. So you're being deprived. But a person who does good, he will not be deprived on the Day of Judgment. A person who was striving to seek Allah's pleasure, he spent his youth, he spent his time, he spent his weekends, whatever time he had, to please Allah, to earn Allah's pleasure, Allah will not deprive him. 
His good deeds will matter. His good deeds will bring him benefit on that day. فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 40, we learn, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ Allah does not do injustice even as much as مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ An atom's weight. In fact, if there is a good deed, Allah multiplies that. And if there is a sin, it remains only that. So, فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا And this is so comforting. Strive. And strive more. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا وَعَنَتِ الْوُجُوهُ لِلْحَيِّ الْقَيُّومِ وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ حَمَلَ ظُلْمًا وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا 